You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Called Out of Darkness is the title of this devotion. Peter says this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Again, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, Paul says the same thing in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. He said, once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is even shameful to speak of those things which are done by them in secret or in darkness. That is something that takes time to learn because we're creatures of habit and often of familiarity. In other words, we find it almost uh, entertaining or in some way intriguing to be able to share something that we saw that maybe was hidden, that was a secret. No, I can't believe what I saw today. And, and we talk about something. And while that most of the time is in the very nature of gossip, which God really speaks harshly against in Scripture that He doesn't like, it can also just be, you know, whatever. But the whole point is, folks, we're not to, we have to learn that that's not our world and that that's not where we want to be familiar. We don't even think about it anymore. We don't even talk about it anymore. We, we, don't, we don't share things. And I know that this is really supposed to be in the heart of every minister of the Lord, that when things come to your attention, that you have the privilege to minister to precious souls that you would never tell about it. I mean, there's things that I take to my grave. There's things that Virginia takes to her grave. She, even though we're married, would never tell me. I'd never ask her. There's things I would never tell her. She would never ask. No, that is sinful that we get entrusted with that which God is cleansing out of the heart and the lives of precious people and that we would talk about it. That, that would be sinful to us in our way of thinking. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to cover that with such Holy Ghost 
precious blood of Jesus Christ covering that not a demon could ever cause you to talk about it. Never, never. No, and that even before the face of God, you say, Father, all is forgiven, all is cleansed. There is no charge here. That's what Jesus does for you and me. There's no charge against God's elect. It is God who justifies, the scripture says. And the only reason there's no charge is because Christ will never tell, because he has been the one that's ministered forgiveness to you. My goodness, I mean, the, the scripture teaches about this a lot, and I think it's important we learn it. But I just am reminded of this scripture here, where it says in, uh, uh, in Romans chapter 8, 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen whoever is at the right hand of God and who makes intercession for us. So what shall separate us from the love of God, Christ? You see that? Who shall lay a charge? No, no charge. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. And I know I'm talking about an attribute of character of nature for those that are truly sealed with the love of our Savior and with the nature of His Spirit, which is, belongs to all God's children. But what I want to talk to you is that we're called out of darkness. You see, once Paul says you were darkness, your very nature and character emanated that which is separated from God. Here in Ephesians 4, um, I should read that maybe to you from the Amplified Translation. Let me, let me do that. Let me just read it. I'll read it from the King James first, verse 18 of chapter 4. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness and to work all uncleanness with greediness. But what, verse 18, let me just see how the Amplified says that. I know this, I'm, I don't mean to make this into a Bible study. I just mean to make this into an exhortation of the Spirit for you. But still, what does it mean you were once darkness? Paul says there in Ephesians 5 verse 8, their moral understanding. What does it mean to be darkness? Your mor their moral understanding is darkened. Their reasoning is blinded. They are alienated, estranged, self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. It is because of the ignorance, the want of knowledge and perception, the willful blindness that is deep-seated in them due to their hardened hearts to the in, uh, to the insensitiveness of the moral nature. That's what it really means you are darkness. You have inwardly no perception that comes through the light. He says, but now you are light in the Lord. 
now you perceive Christ in His divine nature and His character coming into you by the Holy Spirit, teaching you the heart and the mind of Christ, the heart and the will of your heavenly Father, that that which pleases Him, that which does His will, that which seeks to honor Him and praise His glory. He says He's called you out of darkness into His marvelous light that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you. You see that I love what... what um, David says in Psalm 30, it's a very beautiful psalm. It's only 12 little verses, but in verse 12, he says, to the end that my glory may sing his praise and not be silent. Well, what is my glory? That, that word is my living being, my soul, my person, as I'm known as Robert. You know, I'm known as Robert by my soul. Yeah, part of it is my body, but it's my soul that really gives the character to my body and my spirit. And, and, and he says that my living being, my soul, gives praise to God and isn't silent in the grave. Oh, how important this is, that our being gives glory to God and isn't hidden away in the death of the flesh, but is seen to be alive unto God through the Spirit of Christ in us, and that we would not and could not ever again partake in the works of darkness or touch them or be busy with them. And, and there ought to be a shyness in us towards it, in, 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 an inward repelling, an inward no, no, I, I can't go there. No, I can't watch it. Virginia and I, we watched a show on television and both of us were feeling it pushing on the holy calling of God, the freedom from the darkness in us. We could feel it pulling and, and I looked at her, she looked at me and I said, this is not for us. She said, no, no. I said, thank God we're on the same page spiritually. Thank God. Oh, I'm so grateful, darling. And, and that's what it means there in Ephesians 5, where he says in verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. You have nothing in common with it. There's nothing in that that has a grip on you, that has ownership in you, that there's nothing in you that is one with it. Why? You are now light in the Lord. You're now a child of the light. You've been called out of that. And, and, and no more familiarity with it. No, you feel inside of you, I don't belong to that. No, that's not me. You used to have it the other way around. With the light, you kind of go, oh, those people are strange. Oh, they're over-religious. Well, I, I'm not going to go there because you were part of the darkness. But now you are not. You're a child of the light. And you cannot anymore have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And that also is in the way people talk. If people can come and share all that crude and rude and unkind stories with you, it means it lives in you. But if somebody would come and try to share with you when the light and the life of God is in you, you would say, can we change the subject? You know, do you mind? I really can't go there. I really can't. And I know some people will get upset with you if you won't go with them in, back to the darkness. You know, I said to one man, I said, I'm sorry, I can't go where you go. 
but you could come where I go. Come on, come with me, come with me. I can't go to that dark way of talking and acting and thinking and that antagonism, the seat of the scornful where you, you say, oh yeah, now look at them, you know. I, I know what they you were like and now they're acting so religious to go to church. Yeah, I never go to church. I'm, I'm not gonna be like those hypocrites. See, there's people in the darkness talk that way. They used to be in the light, but they've left the light and they've gone to the darkness and they are scorners now. And they look down on people and they're very harsh and judgmentally on people that have left the darkness and live for the light while they're totally laughing away at others that are mucking about in the darkness and laugh at it. But if, if any of the people that have left the darkness, then they're quite harsh and judgmental, you see, and that is so ungodly. And I plead with you today that you may realize that the Lord Jesus Christ wants to take you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So let me close with you from Matthew chapter 17, okay? Let me give you this little thought as a word of the Lord for today, right? For this daily devotion, okay? Matthew chapter 17, verse one through three and verse five. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and let them up on a high mountain by themselves. Jesus again took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. Jesus wants to take you today with him. Come on. You and I, we all choose whom we will follow. Like Joshua. He said, me and my house, we will follow the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Come on, make your choice. It's not, it's not, oh, I don't know if I want to f- follow Robert Miles, or follow Live Church, or follow the, no. That's not what it is. It's follow Christ. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, follow me. And then he said to them in John 8, in, in Mark 8, 34, if you want to follow me, you do have to deny yourself and take up your cross. Yes, you have to make choices in life, but you do, you make choices in life. Come on. Jesus is looking at you today and he says, come, follow me. And he wants to take you up onto a high mountain far away from all the muck of this dark world into the bosom of the heavenly father, because look, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became white uh, with light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to him in glory in verse five. And the father overshadowed them in a cloud and the voice of the father came from the cloud and said, this is my beloved son in whom I well pleased hear him. The Lord Jesus wants to take you with himself for you to come to know him as the living God, the only true God, the Christ, the son of the living God, the fullness of the spirit for you. And he wants you to see what he has for you. 
and he wants you to hear the Heavenly Father speak deep into your nature. Follow Jesus. Hear him. Don't follow the others. Follow Jesus. And you will see some of those people, they will come and follow you if you will. When I got truly born again in 1978, I came back to to the place where I was and many of the people that I knew where we were roaming around in the darkness in the world, they turned when I turned and began to follow the Lord and they're serving Him today. Come on. Jesus is looking at you today and He says, come, I want to take you with me into the knowledge of God. I want you to see the glory that I have there that is for you, that I will unveil in you as you come and with me. And I want you to know the Father's voice in your heart, assuring you that if you follow me, you're doing His will. Amen. Have a good day.